Thank you for tuning in to the Repairs of the Breach podcast. We pray that this message reach, repair, and restore as our pastor, Calvin King, delivers a message from God. Changes up a little bit. I pray that the eyes of my understanding be enlightened, that I may know the hope. What is the hope of His glory? Of His strong calling? Of the riches? Of the inheritance that He has for me to take place? Any man being Christ, He's a new creation. One man talking about creation. So in Christ, God would do it for you just like he would do it for any other man. In God, I gave you a scripture, there's neither male nor female. So God has no respect to person. He'll do the same thing for you. If he bless some man with a big corporate business, if you want one, he'll bless you with one too. Amen? So God does not have any respect to person when it comes to you reaching and accessing the things of God. So don't think that you come second fiddle or that you are... uh, uh, at a second class. No, you had the same rights and privilege as God. But now watch this. What happened is that because you fell in love with this man, this man fell in love with you, you gave up some of your rights. You gave up some of your rights. Instead of having Christ as your head, you now gave that to this man. But God says, since you put him in that position, I'm okay with it as long as you're fulfilling my, my purpose and plan for your life. So therefore, love this man or submit yourself to this man as unto the Lord. Remember how you submitted to the Lord? No, no, you don't. Now, some of you, when you were single, you never submitted to the Lord, and we're going to get into that today. So now you'll know how to prepare yourself for marriage. Okay? So God says, the same thing you learned how to, when you submitted yourself when you were equal now that you put this man in place, submit to this man as you submitted unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. I got three folks saying amen, but that's okay. That's okay. I know it's a little heavy, but I'm going to get you to understand it. Because if once we understand our position, then we'll know what we're giving up. When you give up this single life, then God said, I see the both of y'all as one now. You were one here, but you were individually, you, 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 you're single, you carry your own responsibility, your own worship to the Lord. Now that you're here, now you and him got to become one, or you and her has to become one, but y'all still got to honor and worship and serve God. Your life was never designed without God. So anything you're doing without God cannot be blessed. Whatever it is. And we're going to deal with some of the whatevers today. All right? So after you've got the single life down packed and you're happy being one with God, and then God don't mind it if you say, you know what, God, I want to go to the next level. I want to be fruitful and I want to multiply. So find your mate or mate finds you, and God has no problem with that because you've already been one with him. You understand who God is and you understand the worship. You understand everything that God wants. Now you go be married. Some people go get married because they're just lonely. 
They hadn't found their mate. They hadn't found nobody. And everybody else out there making it look so good. And so they jump into this marriage, and then when they jump in, after a little while, they went, whoo, I didn't know it was all that. Well, you just can't jump out like that, because when you jump out, they jump with you. <laughs> Y'all want it. Okay? So, so after the marriage, then it comes the children, and we'll get to the children. But you see the order of things? God, being single, married, having children. Not married, do not get offended, do not get offended. Not being single, have children, then get married. I'm not condemning anybody. I'm just teaching you the foundation. Okay, so don't get mad at me. All right. Proverbs, uh, Psalms 111, verse 3 said, If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? It's up to us as the righteous people to do what God tells us to occupy till I come. So it's up to us as righteous people to go back and preach how the foundation was laid and God's expectation for this generation. Whether your children are doing it or not, you still got to stand your ground and preach it. So what's our focus? Dealing with the single, living a single life. All right, here we go. Uh, he who is unmarried, and I gave you a scripture last week, cares for the things of the Lord. He or she who is single cares for the things of the Lord. He or she who is single cares for the things of the Lord. Paul is telling you what your goal is. As a single person, your job is to care how you might please the Lord, not please flesh, not please self. And so much because of the fact that as a single person, you live half your life trying to please yourself more so than what makes God happy. You want to make sure that you are happy. And therein lies the confusion in itself. And the devil take you from that point on trying to find happiness in yourself when the true happiness comes having a Christ-centered life. Okay. All right. Did they turn the air loud? Because I hear nothing but air. I don't hear nothing but the air conditioning. All I can hear is air conditioning. Okay. All right. So Paul recognizes when a person doesn't have a family responsibility, they are more free to serve God. Paul considers this unmarried or single state better for him. Paul says, it's better for me that I be single because I can do so much work for the Lord. He was on fire for the Lord. So single people, Paul is telling you, you can do so much more work for the Lord being single. See, what single people are doing, they're messing it up by saying, I'm trying to please myself. I want to go do this. I want to have this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And, and God doesn't mind you having things, but first seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these other things will be added to your life. You don't really know it. Some of y'all might have the gift of celibacy and don't realize it, but because everybody else got them somebody, here you are now trying to force yourself on somebody that you ain't happy with because they got somebody. The world can be so confusing. Now, again, don't nobody get about here and get mad at me. Don't nobody go divorce. Don't nobody, you know, you know, just, oh, God. All right. Here we go again. All right. He who is married cares about the things of the world, meaning how he may please his wife or she pleasing her husband. 
So what Paul is saying here is that you've got to understand that there's a difference. Single people, guess what? You got it made. What married people? You have it made. Because there's some good in both worlds. Single people, you can love on the Lord. Married people, God said that you got to worry about pleasing your mates. But doing so, you can have sex. Single folk, you can't. You hear how God's setting this thing up. Because if you're going to go all the way and get married and multiply and do this, he said, that, that I've got to put some enjoyment in it for you. Some flesh gratification because that's what you're doing. You're trying to please the flesh. Wife, you're trying to make sure your husband is married, your husband is happy. Husband, you're trying to make sure your wife is happy. If you're not doing it that way, you're out of order. Husband, if you're trying to make yourself happy, and wife, you're trying to make yourself happy, your marriage could be doomed. Marriage was designed for you to be concerned about what you can get out of it. Marriage was designed for you to be able to take care of your mate. Now, while you're single, you're trying to figure out what's best for the Lord. Well, Pastor, when do I ever get a chance to look after me? When you get some sense. When you realize it's not about you. When you realize that God got you. He will not create you and put you into earth to be able to manage it by yourself. No, God has it all laid out for you. He knows what you want. He knows how he wants to get it to you. But because you're single, you think that you know it. What you basing it on? I'm basing it on what Tommy and them did. Junebug did it this way. Lord, Ray Ray had a good time. And Pookie and them, you're basing it on the wrong group of people. You need to base it on the Lord. And you wonder why you're not happy. So, he did not say this condemn the married person. And in fact, Paul is saying this is how you should treat the married person. This is how the married person is supposed to be. And that's how it's supposed to be uh, conducted. Now, here we go. Since I said this is single people, I know I got married people on this side. But I said married people on this side. So, let me ease on over here to this side. Married people, hang tight because I'm going to deal with the single people about something. Okay? Now. Again, I don't know if you're married or single on this side. I'm just using it as a point of reference. As I shift, you can shift in your mind. So, therefore, the marriage bed. Single people, why do you really want to get married? Later on, when I start teaching on the marriage, I'm going to ask the married people, why did you get married? Okay? So, y'all hold tight. But single people, why did you get married? Why do you want to get married, rather? Why? Don't answer. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, you want to get married to get you some. All right. So, 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 if that's all you saw in the marriage, you're gonna be very, very disappointed because you got married because of lust, and marriage does not cure lust. So, I'm married folks saying, "Amen." Even though they're sitting on this side, they're telling you the truth. Okay? Marriage does not cure your lust problem. It just don't. It, it doesn't. Okay? Now, Hebrews 13 and 4 says this, Give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another. I'm sorry, Miss King. Can you read? I forgot about you sitting here, baby. Go ahead and read your scripture. Give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. 
God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. Wait a minute. Watch that word. God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. Immoral. So God is saying that if you have sex outside of marriage, you are immoral. You weren't designed that way. That wasn't why he created sex. Sex is a binding tool. And sometimes you don't realize it, but when you have sex, you bind yourself to that individual. Uh, years ago, my husband used to be a youth pastor, used to a uh, young adult pastor. It was very enjoyable time, learned a whole lot, worked with young people. And there was this one young man, uh, as he had graduated from college and he began, he was dating and everything, and he started kind of going through several relationships. And as he had gotten into his 30s, he was in this one relationship, and um, I kind of thought that it was going to work out okay. And so it ended. And I asked him, I said, I thought that one was going to work for you. What happened? said to me, he said, Miss King, women want to get married, they don't want to be a wife. And, and when he said that to me, it really kind of, it kind of shook me because not that I really knew the young lady quite that intimately, but I looked at myself and I realized that even though that may be true, if you surrender to God, he can change some things because it made me think about myself in that when I first got married, I wasn't I wasn't necessarily trained to be a wife. There were a lot of things that I didn't realize that I was going to have to um, undertake or surrender to or adjust to when I got married. I remember um, one time getting paid, and in my mind, this is what I was going to do with my paycheck. And Pastor King, or Elder King at that time said, this is what we're going to do with our money. And I quickly was, you know, just kind of like, I wanted to push the rewind button. And like, oh, oh, I messed up because I was a little messed up. I was the only child, you know. Elder King, I think we were about, I think I was probably about 25 at the time. And I had, you know, kind of lived that single life for, you know, for a minute and to have to discuss, you know, with you what I'm going to do with this money that I work for. Like, okay, all right, first lesson in marriage that it's our money. Amen. Okay. Um, but this is the thing I realized, too. Pastor King always makes this comment about, you know, television is telling a vision. And I don't know, well, I do know, TV, Disney, portrays this, this uh, image that marriage is easy. If you read your Bible, marriage is not easy. In the third chapter, Adam and Eve messed it up in the very first book of the Bible. So it's not easy. It's a work. It's, it's nothing easy about relationships are not easy. It, and another young man made this statement. He said, you know what? He said, we are a Western people trying to live in Eastern books. One of the reasons why I think marriage and relationships are so difficult, because one thing that we really don't understand is covenant. Covenant is a serious thing, and it's not something that really is drilled into us. Covenant that's why we're saved, because of the covenant that we have with Jesus Christ, a better covenant. And covenant means 
the word means to cut. I mean, some, most times blood has to be shed to form a covenant. One of the things that was very interesting to me, some missionaries years and years ago, um, when they would go to places like Africa, India, China, specifically in Africa, though, these white missionaries found out something very important. That is, covenant is serious. Before these men could do certain things or go certain places or to be protected, they had to be in covenant with some of the African natives there. They had to cut themselves, rub, mingle their blood together. And once they did that, those missionaries were protected because of that covenant. It made them join. They were protected whatever this tribe had, they had. And then but the covenant is something that the two people have to give. Covenant has been such a thing that has been on my mind so because sometimes in my Christian life, I realize there are some things that God is so good to me, but sometimes there are some things that are lacking. And I go back to my covenant, and I realize that in my covenant, all that God did for me in shedding all that blood for me, there are so many things that I'm supposed to have as it, relate, as it relates to what he did for me. Even this past week, um, it was, you know, kind of busy week, a lot going on and everything. And then Pastor, you know, he already asked me to teach and I had started getting sick and my little baby girl, I think I was sleeping. She she was coming down with something. She came and kissed me a couple of times and I woke up the next day and went, oh Lord, you know. And so and I said, Lord, in your covenant, I have healing. In your covenant, you know, even in the Bible, our job is to believe. I'm not maybe to that point yet where it's something, I'm not gonna say I'm not to that point yet. Maybe it's just a matter of belief, but if something bit me, can I do like Paul and shake it off? Why, why you know, I, I, want to, I want to really fulfill this covenant, <clears throat> excuse me, that God has made available for us. I want the healing, I want the protection, I want, come on, <laughs> thank you. <clears throat> I'm sorry, thank you. I want everything that God has for me, amen, amen. Okay, so now, why single women, why single women, a question, are you trying to be in covenant relationships with no covenant? I'm going to tell you something. Now, y'all may know some different people, but a lot of the young women that I know that choose to live with, you know, the boyfriends or the baby daddies, whatever you want, you know, whatever the situation is, a lot of times, these young men are not the heads of the household. It's like the women become the heads of the household. Most times she go gets the apartment. Most times everything is in her name. And sometimes, out of place, and sometimes what makes it even worse, the young men that know better, they do worse because you know better. That woman, you are taking on more responsibility than you should. And a lot of times, too, because you know in marriage, the Bible says for this cause. That cause, there's a boundary that's been set apart. You know, parents are over here. You know, this husband and wife are here. And so what young people like to do now, they want to live together, and they want to have a little, some covenant with you and some covenant with them. 
and I'm going to have my foot in mama's house and my foot in uh, this with this guy. So when I don't have all that I need, I can still ask mom and daddy for stuff because I'm not married to him. You got two cousins, so you want to, you know, you want to still get from mom and daddy, but you want to be with him too because you love him. Amen. <laughs> I realize is that you can become single in Christ before marriage or after marriage. This is what Ruth Graham said. She said, it is, it is a foolish woman who expects her husband to be to her that which only Christ, Jesus Christ himself can be. Ready to forgive, totally understanding, unendingly patient, invariably tender and loving, unfailing in every area, anticipating every need, making more than adequate provision, such expectations put a man under an impossible strain. The same goes for the man who expects too much from his wife. So many times when we get married, we, you know, we have looked at the Disney, you know, the damsel in distress, you know, the knight in shining armor and Prince Charming. He comes along, he's going to make everything okay. It's not that husbands can't do any of these things, but sometimes they're not going to do all of them all of the time, okay? So, you have, I had to realize after I married my husband that when I would get bent out of shape about certain things, I realized it was not his position or his place to meet all of my needs. Whether I'm married or not, I'm still single in Christ. There are only certain things that I can get from God. So I had to realize that. And so some women who respect that all of these things are going to happen or you're going to get all these things once you get married and some, you might be high maintenance. <laughs> you might be a, a little spoiled. And you know, we you say the word spoiled, we throw spoiled out there. You know, when something's spoiled, it ain't no good no more. You can't <laughs> with it. And because I just kind of, you know, I know some young ladies and, and I know one lady who's even divorced now and say before they got divorced, I'm spoiled. So you might, you might need to fix that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. So my question is, for those singles who are desirous to get married, are you ready, first of all, to accept the order? As Pastor King has told us in 1 Corinthians 11 and 3, that Christ is over the man, the man is over the woman. Right? So, are you ready for that order? Is that the first time you've ever heard that some of you that may be in here say, the man, the man is over me. What is she talking about? But that's the order. Christ over me and the man is over the woman. Amen. So, that's, that's the foundation. That's the order. Are you ready to reverence and ex respect him? I had a problem with that one. Okay. Because, again, and so when Pastor King would say something that I didn't like, and I would decide, you know, I'm just not going to talk to him for a week <laughs> or whatever, I wasn't reverencing or respecting him. And so, and I am so grateful that at this point, you know, almost 30 years, that, you know, Pastor King go from zero to 100 sometimes, or, you know, things really not going like they should, and you know what, I just kind of pray on my breath sometimes, or... And sometimes I just start back to talking, you know, like nothing has never happened because 
I reverence him and I respect him. And you know what? I don't take it personal. It's not me. Amen. <laughs> Are you ready to be trustworthy? Can he trust you? You single woman, when you get married, are you going to still have a bank account with your mama <laughs> and still go out with your friends and he don't know whether to trust you or not, you're lying sometimes. Can he trust you? Amen? Yes. Can you do him good all the days of your life? I remember in the early part of my marriage, it's like, you know, if things don't go well, you know, you just go get a divorce. That's what you do. It's very simple to do. It's not complicated. I know people who have gotten divorced. It's nothing complicated. It's devastating. Amen. Um, never been under a divorce. Can you stay in it until death separates you? And as Pastor King says, you can't kill it. So with that mindset, of course things happen. But no. I meant... I mean, things happen as far as why people divorce. Yeah, watching, he watched too much Lifetime. Anyway, so that I'm going to stay in this thing until the end. I'm going, that's my mindset. I'm going to stay in it. If you'd like to learn more about the repairs of the Breach Ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.org. Want to stay connected to the church updates and news? Text ROTB to 24587. 24587. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you.